Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Goal. Like Thursday is Thanksgiving, if you didn't know. So I have my Christmas decorations up. Like, I'm already on to Mary season. We've talked about this on this show. Thanksgiving is a day. Christmas is a season. I see you snapping for me, Gojo. I know that's right. Hey, listen, I'm right there with you. I put the stocking up in the background here yesterday. We got to get in the frame of mind. Yeah. And hey, I, I got I got two Christmas trees up right now. Oh, your trees are already up. Yep. Wife put them up right after, right when we, basically when we got here in the beginning of November. Yep. I ordered my trees, so the tree is on its way, but it's not up yet. But, you know, we've talked about this. Like, I'm very excited to, to eat a lot of food on Thursday. I'm mostly excited because my family's in town, and they do the cooking, and they take care of my child, and I can just do nothing. So that's huh. what I'm really, really thankful for. Um, but we will be giving out our Week 11 superlatives with a Thanksgiving twist on them here, okay? So let's start with our favorite unexpected performance of the week that we are the calling the Ain't No Turkey Award. Where are we going with the Ain't No Turkey Award, guys? All right. Unexpected Performer of the Week, Dad. I mean, you could, you want the you want the obvious one here, right? Well, I mean, Tommy DeVito to me, right? Three touchdowns. You know, the list still we, – we, every time we mention his name, we always have to mention he's living with his parents because that's such an – seems to be such an oddity yeah, for a pro no athlete. Yeah, Ain't No Turkey but, Award. He's like a chicken cutlet award, right? Yeah. Okay. This, you this know what? guy, this guy – And I'm sure he's going to have a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner at home with yep. his mom who oh, sounds yes. like she's a phenomenal cook. And yep. the most important thing – because, Dad, you know this. One of the difficulties at times of – 
life as a young player when you were just living you know in your apartment by yourself in houston that famously had car vacuum lines on the carpet in the guest room when you moved in and vacuum lines on that same carpet when you moved out because you never touched it never did anything with it never went in there when you're on the road like that as a young player and you're outsourcing your thanksgiving to other people or like in college when we wouldn't go home and i would go to my buddy's house for thanksgiving Sometimes that robs you of leftovers, and that's the biggest crime. Yeah. For Tommy DeVito, he doesn't have to worry about that. He's going to have a stocked fridge full of leftovers the next day and be fueled up and ready to go win more ball. Yeah, I, I listen, I'm with you there, and, and leftovers are the greatest thing. And I played on a couple of Thanksgivings, and that's always tough because you missed that meal. I remember we were out in, in Dallas one year. I believe it was Keith, Keith Byers, our running back's mom, made a dinner for like a big dinner for the team, which was a very cool thing because – the, that's a, I, I enjoyed playing on Thanksgiving, but I didn't enjoy playing on Thanksgiving because <clears throat> I am a big Thanksgiving guy where I eat, I unbuckle my pants, and I sit on the couch and watch games until I eat again. I mean, that to me is Thanksgiving. All of a sudden, I'm putting on a uniform and hitting big grown men. Yeah, that's got to be a tough bit of whiplash right there. Probably yep. got to dry scoop some pre-workout if you're going to get ready and no. hype to play on Thanksgiving after that kind of meal. Uh, by the way, no. you can dry scoop NO Explode for your Thanksgiving touch football games too and really <laughs> send that to the next oh. level. Two-hand touch is going to be two-hand much quickly if you go that route. So oh my God. everybody have fun. Dad, I want to just give a shout-out to one more person. Uh, Tommy DeVito is the obvious answer to this one. The yep. Monday Night Football graphics crew, unexpected performer. We have seen so many broadcasts resist covering Taylor Swift in any meaningful mm -hmm. way. And instead, last night, the MNF crew put on the Andy Reid slash Kansas City Chiefs era's graphics package. Joe Buck narrated it perfectly and hit all the notes about reputation and all the song innuendos in there. I was just happy to see someone step up to the plate and realize, oh, this isn't so bad. We are also coming off a day where Travis Kelsey did a very revealing interview with the Wall Street Journal yes. talking in detail about their relationship, waxing poetic about Taylor Swift. So we're all stepping into the light on this one, but it was nice to see Monday Night Football take the reins and be grown ups about this i mean yeah why not lean into it right i mean this is the biggest performer on the planet right now you know that's dating one of the biggest performers in the game they're talking about why not lean into it so i'm very very happy uh, about that uh, again she was not at the game last night but D travis and jason's mom was and she, how about her getting a police escort into Donna. the game i think it was into the game. donna is is got it going on right now she is it she did say, by the way, in that article that she'd felt badly about how her interview yeah. on, I think you or on uh, Good Morning America was Good perceived, America. and that she was trying to kind of be tight-lipped about it at that point because she didn't know what she was supposed to say or not say in public. So let Donna off the hook on that. She was just trying to be a good mom like she always is. How about how about Jason's wife? I love her, by the way. She Kylie, is, she huge is something else. She w did not go. She was at the game, but did not w did not want to go in the suite. Because she said basically she's around a bunch of Kansas City people. And she said, Travis has a lot of friends, so it gets pretty tight in there. And she said, I'm a stands girl. I'm going to go sit in the stands. That's what I want to do. And you know what? Getting to know her from the documentary and things, I can understand that. She seems like a, she seems very, very cool. Yeah, she's come out of this with a huge Q rating here. The women yep. around the Kelsey family, absolute ballers. And Kylie leading the charge on that one.
Let's get to our next superlative here, guys. Still cooking. The team or player that picked up a must-needed win from over this past weekend. Dad, hard to look past Buffalo here, who, coming off the firing of Ken Dorsey, we've talked about Matt Canada today, went out here and was able to execute, get a win over a Jets team that is making changes of their own with Zach Wilson at quarterback. But Josh Allen and company understood hey the pressure's on us now they all took it very personally that their coordinator change happened and seemed to at least for one week respond with that in mind i am going to look past buffalo because the thought was buffalo was going to be there at the end jacksonville was probably going to at least win the division and be there to me it's denver denver has the longest winning streak in the nfl at four games and the big question marks coming in when Sean Payton took over, can Sean Payton and Russell Wilson work? Sean came in and basically basically threw out Russell Wilson's people, said he's not gonna, they're not going to be in the facility, it's just for coaches, and it started out not great, and now they have the longest winning streak in the NFL. They've beaten some top teams in the NFL, and they're sitting there in the playoff hunt in the NFL. So to me, that has been really, really impressive what they have been able to do. So I'll go with Denver. It was a good win. I just didn't know like much needed the way I think about that and the pressure on them. It already feels like we're playing with a bit of house money with the Broncos relative to the start of their season. And maybe that's on me to update and protocol in my brain of what we think this team is actually capable of or how we perceive this team. I said the other day, we need to shoot that 70-point outing from the Dolphins against the Broncos into the sun. It is in no way instructive about how these teams are now at this point in the NFL season. So maybe you're right on that one. But man, for Buffalo, it just felt like, Dad, for a team that while it's easy to say now, yeah, we think they're going to be there at the end, it felt like the buzzards were circling. People looking yeah. at Josh Allen's style of play and wondering if it was sustainable. Criticism starting to go Sean McDermott's way about his ability to manage the team overall. Uh, I just think with that, the much-needed factor of it started to creep in. But the Denver Broncos, no doubt, cooking right now. Uh, let's get into what we're thankful for this NFL season. The Who fans, I should say, are most thankful for at this point in the NFL season, Dad. Which player, coach, team do you well, think the fans are most thankful for right now? You know, you could sit there and make a case for a lot of players, a C.J. Stroud with what he's doing with a rookie team that has a rookie head coach and they're sitting there in the playoff hunt. Uh, a guy like Dan Campbell, you know, who just every time you go to him, he's mo saying something motivating or crying and motivating. And it's just it's just cool to see if you don't have a, a horse in the race that they're kind of a team that you root for. What Antonio Pierce has done to turn around the Raiders a little bit. But for me, it's the fact that every time you interview Miles Garrett and he doesn't have a shirt on, I I'm so envious. I'm so envious to be able to just whenever you want, just take your shirt off and walk around because you look like an absolute stud. That dude is frightfully and scarily built. It is just amazing that that human being is a defensive lineman who is on pace now to be the defensive player of the year. And if I have always said, if I had a body like that, I'd never have a shirt on. And it seems like he rarely does have a shirt on, especially doing interviews. And that's awesome. Nothing that big should move that well is routinely the line that comes to mind with him. And you're right, he looks like he's carved out of marble. It's terrifying. I've stood next to him in person, and it made me honestly thankful that my NFL career ended as soon as it did so that I didn't have to live to have to try and block anything that even remotely resembled that monstrosity here. Uh, Dad, I'll go another route. I'll say this. 
I think Dallas Cowboys fans pretty damn thankful for Dak Prescott right now. Playing some of the mm-hmm. best ball in his career at this juncture, and because we've had so many messy storylines right now, I feel like somehow we've ignored the fact that the Dallas Cowboys have a quarterback who I think I saw Pro Football Focus the other day say is currently the highest graded quarterback in the NFL at this juncture. He's been statistically the best quarterback on third down for the majority of this season. And while people are going to put a cap on the Cowboys because of how it looked against the San Francisco 49ers earlier this year, I do think that since then we have seen the quarterback response cd lamb playing a lot better that offense especially the offensive line keeping dak prescott clean and playing like one of the best in the league but getting rain dakota prescott to ball out like this is what everyone had in mind when they gave him that whole huge keep and help of money yeah i mean listen they've won four out of their last five he has not turned the ball over in those last five games he just has two interceptions and i'm looking eight eleven fourteen i think touchdowns so that, that's been a key because that's what we talked about from last year is you turn the ball over too much, and that needed to stop. That's now Josh Allen who's turning the ball over uh, too much. Um, so Dak has cut that, at least for now, out of his game, and that's one of the things that could cost you more quickly uh, than anything else. So, yeah, he's playing really well, and we already know they have a great defense. So looking forward to um, that next matchup. Uh, with the Eagles I get to call that game a few weeks from now in Dallas so looking forward to that rematch yeah no that's going to be a very exciting game there and was a close one last time because again I think you look and judge so much off that 49ers game sometimes NFL game scripts just get thrown out of whack pretty early on and it's hard to get them back on the rails the 49ers when they're dialed in right and healthy are an overwhelming force of nature on both sides of the ball and so I want to see this rematch I want to see Dallas finish out the home stretch of the season I know we talked about what it would take to actually get you to believe in them again coming off that 49ers game I'm getting close. I'm getting close, and maybe that's a mistake and a good way to segue into our next superlative, Dad. Let's go to the kids' table. Which team does not deserve mention alongside the big boys around the NFL anymore? Where are you going to start here, Dad? Well, I mean, we, we keep talking about them thinking, can they, can they, can they, and the Chargers can't. You know, we, yeah. we keep looking at them as like one of the most underachieving teams with the talent that they supposedly have, and they just can't get it done on the field so that that's a team where where while like i said we keep thinking it can happen doesn't happen so to me is between them or the, even the steelers at, at two over games over 500 it's just tough for me to put them in the playoff picture where they are right now upper echelon of the afc with an offense that's that bad but i i, I would probably lean toward the underachieving chargers that just can't get it done I need to quit the narcotic because I'm the one every year who walks back and gets suckered in by the talent. Great players, bad vibes. That seems to be the Chargers story. For whatever reason, they've got this collection of names that we all know and you could argue defensively. Some of those names do not play to their collective value that we think of overall on the outside, but offensively, got dudes. Justin Herbert, certified dude. There's no disputing that no matter what people want to say about him. Justin Herbert's a damn good quarterback and one of the best the league has to offer, but for whatever reason, and a lot of people are going to point back to coaching on that with Brandon Staley, who I don't think is going to survive this season. Dad, I'm not going to revel in that. He's not a guy that I'm excited to see fired. We're never excited to see coaches fired around the NFL. That's not how we operate, but it still seems inevitable given the fact that you've got a lot of cognitive dissonance around a team that for years we've expected to be better. And this supersedes 
Brandon Staley. Like, this has been like that before him. This has right. been the right. Chargers' problem forever is they can never stay healthy, and for whatever reason, even when Phillip Rivers was there and you had a lot of continuity, they can't seem to get over that next hump. You know, a lot of a lot of us see that. I'd imagine ownership there sees it as well, saying that we think we have te- more talent than what we see here. And, and like you said, we, we never – would call for anybody to get fired, but it's inevitable that we get what four to seven coaches a year that are fired, and and then and the job hasn't been done there basically because he's a defensive guy and the defense has not been playing well. The offense has some incredible talent that it just, as I said, as we both said, just can't seem to get it done. So yeah, I would I would expect there to be changes there as well to try and stir the pot. And it, you look at we've talked in the last couple of days about the NFL teams who's got the coaches with the warmest butts right now, Ron Rivera and Washington and Brandon yeah. Staley with the chargers probably there. And you look who's waiting in the wings. Both teams have coordinators that are guys that have been in line for head coaching gigs in the last few years with Eric Bieniemy and Washington who took over and came mm-hmm. as their offensive coordinator because he hadn't been able to land a head coaching job as the OC for the chiefs and all the complicating factors we talked about there. And on the other side, you've got Kellen Moore who there were people for a while, dad early in Kellen Moore's tenure in Dallas when he was having a ton of success and people weren't sure right. about Mike McCarthy that wondered if they would part ways with Mike McCarthy and elevate Kellen Moore in there to make sure that he didn't walk out of the building and so now there is a chance that at the very least if you're going to make that change there's someone that seems like they're in the wings waiting to be that next one up that could be a compelling or tantalizing offer if you're one of the people making that decision and you know what else is just kind of laying out there is bill belichick right i mean is bill going to be back in new england is bill going to want to keep coaching and there'll be a spot for bill right I mean, are, are we, we're 100% on that. If Bill wants to keep coaching and it's not going to be in New England, there's going to be a team out there that's going to hire Bill Belichick. I am so – there is. There absolutely is going to be a team, and it'll be interesting as the year goes along and more jobs open up who we think that's going to be and how we think it's going to work because they are definitely at the kids' table right now. That is not a serious football yep. team. They're far away from anything resembling contention. But what have we seen, Dad? Every time you have tried to take the Patriot model of doing things outside of the specific context we've had for the last two decades in New England, it has largely crashed and burned outside of Bill O'Brien and a couple of playoff appearances with the Texans. And so would Bill Belichick, the architect of all this, the guy in the middle of it, one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time, would he be able to take this show on the road or would it resemble some of his prior stops before that? I am going to be fascinated because we're going to get a chance to watch this play out because the more you've been the one that's saying it too i think he wants that record i think he wants to pass the all-time mark for wins as an nfl head coach and he's not going to stop until he gets it yeah i think so and you're right if he goes to another team that's an entire organization that is going to have to meld mind meld to the belichick way right because while the assistants have tried it when they've gone out and have failed you know, Bill has been successful in this one spot, but now if he were to end up in a different organization and try and get everybody on that page, that that will be interesting to look at because he's been at this one place for so long. And if whatever the next organization would be would also put the GMing duties in somebody else's hands. Right. Like that does yep. feel right. like a good compromise if you're someone like, hey, Bill, we're excited about this opportunity. You're one of the best to ever do it. But we've seen the draft record recently over in New England, and we have some thoughts about how this could yep. and should go. So that transition, because you're right, it, it's sort of uh, the James Harden line when he came over to the Clippers and said, the 76ers were trying to make me a system player. I am the system. For Bill Belichick, you have been the system. System. 
in, yep. at least in your mind, there's going to be all of us that always argue about the Tom Brady of it all and how right. that fits into it and how we describe all that. But he's used to having full run of the kingdom. Will another team turn over the keys that easily and that readily? That remains to be seen. Dad, let's get to the last one. Jesse, yep. the crazy uncle of the NFL. I mean, this one feels pretty obvious, right? It's, it's Aaron Rodgers on Tuesdays. Duh. I mean, we all could have called that one. He's talking politics. He's talking, you know, medicine. We got it all from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we do. And how about you know, Travis Kelsey, does, his little line? Travis Kelsey, his little line about Aaron. You know, he said, I get along with Aaron and blah, blah, blah. But he said, you know, Tuesdays are now Aaron's game day. You know, that's the day he goes on so with Pat McAfee. And it, so So just kind of subtly saying, you know, that, that's his day to go. You know, and uh, he, he spouts off in a lot of different directions. And listen, that's, that's what they want him to do. Uh, and he does it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder as the Jets are out of it, more and more is just what I had talked about earlier is there's the little part in everybody's mind that hopes the Jets stay in it to see if this comeback would happen, that that is now getting really distant in the rearview mirror, uh, that if that will still be talked about as much. We'll see. I'm going in a different direction. I'm going with a head coach. You have, you have two on either side, okay? You have Dan Campbell. You know exactly what you're going to get. Again, right? A motivational, sometimes crying guy that when he's done talking, you're going to want to run through a wall. The other side, you have Bill Belichick, who basically is going to say nothing, and you know that. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, I don't know what he's going to say. Dude tried oh. a short joke out in Germany, okay, that just fell flat. You don't know he's going to talk but you don't know what he's going to say. And that's kind of the crazy uncle is you're not sure what's going to come out of the mouth of that crazy uncle. So I would say they all have different roles. I think Aaron's firmly the crazy uncle. I think Dan Campbell's the guy leading the charge to play touch football. All those memes that have been going around yeah. of ah. me playing all-time quarterback for my kid and his friend's football games ah. eight beers deep after dinner. Oh. That's Dan Campbell taking yeah. it way yeah. too far. And Mike McDaniel's the guy that you go smoke weed with out in the driveway when all of the young cousins disappear <laughs> after dinner or before dinner actually would be the right timing on this and come back in smelling kind of funny. They're out there with Uncle Mike McDaniel taking a rip from the vape pen there. That's his role. I, I almost blurted out a name when you said that. <laughs> hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice-cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy.
Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. I know what you're all thinking, and yes, we're going to have Thanksgiving power rankings tomorrow. We're going to build out our hypothetical plates for Thanksgiving. We're going to do it all. Charlotte Wilder is going to be here with us. Me, Dad, Jesse, Charlotte, we're all going to properly celebrate Thanksgiving the way the Lord intended, because some people resist the trappings of sports media, Dad, and sports talk radio, and think, oh, it's outplayed, everybody does it. No, they do it for a reason, because we all care about this stuff, and care about it a lot. You've been doing this for two decades, Dad. You know what works, and you know what doesn't. Thanksgiving plate's always going to play around these parts. Absolutely does. There are too many foods and sides and things around Thanksgiving that every single person that is listening or watching the show or shows around the country deals with every year. So it is absolutely worth talking about, and we will. I am excited to slander cranberry sauce and apple pie tomorrow and piss a lot of people off in the process. Well, easy on that. I'm going to slander yams. Ooh, wow. All right. Did not imagine yams taking a glancing blow here, but... That's showbiz, baby. And you know what else is part of showbiz is as we're growing and learning on this show, and we appreciate everybody who's been with us since the beginning on this one. We're trying to make this look nice, sound nice, feel nice. And one of the other things that's instrumental in sports talk radio has always been drops and sounders. I miss having the little soundboard in front of me here when I hung out with the Levitard show guys. I got it Jones in again. My fingers started itching. And apparently our crew and producers have told us that we're working on drops right now. And we've got our first drop on the show that we've been hearing in the background. They've been testing out in the control room. It's just... So play the sound for everybody. I'll see if anyone can guess what it is right off the bat. But play the sound first. All right, play it one more time. Dad, do you have any idea what that is? It's just a man screaming. That's all I know. I don't know who it is, but it's somebody screaming. That's that's not a man. That's Man Campbell screaming right now. That's the guttural Dan Campbell yell after the Lions' victory from this past weekend. That seems like the perfect inaugural drop for our show here that we have to call on now. That guttural yell. My sister, who's a coward who went in to give birth to her baby daughter, refused to actually wear her Dan Campbell graphic t-shirt like she promised. And so Dan on the other side screaming in frustration with Sydney. My sister, who's a coward. Okay. Yeah, that's a little much. talk a big game. She, she, she did talk a big game, but Jesse, I think as anybody who has given birth, and there's only one of us of the three that has uh, on, this, on this show right now, once that process starts, you just kind of, any plan maybe gets thrown out the window, kind of? Yeah, I mean, when we talked about this, bef- when you guys told me prior that she was planning on wearing her Dan Campbell shirt, I said, like, it's not going to happen. But, it, you know, you admire the... Uh, planning you like the idea of it but then like you said when you get there it's just chaos it's like the last thing on your mind is like oh, i gotta wear my special t-shirt it's like no oh my god she, a baby's she, coming 
She did have a big plan of wearing that, having a picture of her wearing Dan's shirt. And then later on this year, I may be calling a Detroit Lions game of then me showing said picture to Dan. So this was Sydney's big plan, which which just obviously melted away as, you know, the contractions hit and the pushing started. Yeah, not <laughs> Maybe surprised. I went a little far with coward. Maybe yeah. I went a little yeah. far yeah. with Yeah, yeah I'd but say. You'll pay I, for that It's one. only because I wanted what was best for my sister in the biggest potential for her to make contact <laughs> with Dan Campbell, who's a hero of hers. And I want to see yeah. good things happen for my sister. And I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm sorry. Maybe uh, next What time. I also want to apologize for, Dad, is the continued uh, relationship between Notre Dame and NBC. We didn't get to this yesterday. Yesterday. But this was kind of big news on our front from over the weekend that flew quietly under the radar because at this point in the season, we've got a really deep college football playoff conversation that does not involve Notre Dame anymore with three losses on their schedule. And so for a lot of people, they've been a little bit out of sight, out of mind. But dad, Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick on his way out, handing the reins to Pete Bavacqua, former executive at NBC, announced the Notre Dame media rights deal extension with NBC through the year 2029. They've been with Notre Dame now. This is the 33rd season that Notre Dame and NBC have had this television partnership. And dad, as soon as this went through, this was basically the last signal that Notre Dame is going to continue to maintain its yes. independence until whatever the next big round of conference realignment is because when you couple this with the college football playoff expansion you get all the ingredients necessary for Notre Dame to keep doing things the way they've been doing so again for Notre Dame to stay independent there were three things involved but I think two really kind of took took charge one was where do your other teams go your other sports teams go and making sure they're in a good spot right now they're in the ACC so that that's that's a thought process that's kind of including everybody right that's trying that's probably one of those reasons to let's make sure everybody's happy but then the two yeah. let's be honest the two biggest reasons are money what you're getting and i don't know what they're getting they were getting about 20 mil a year we see some of the big conferences making each team can make 50 mil or more in that area so you figured notre dame was probably going to be in that area or close to that area there was probably a line i'm sure they had of how close can we get to what the big conferences are getting to where we're still good independent and then the third thing is ease to get into the playoffs and we're going from four to twelve so the ease is going to be there what they won't get is a buy because the way now we'll see what changes with the structure of the 12 team playoff because the pac-12 is going to be no more and how it all works but basically the conference champions, the top ones, are going to get a bye. And since Notre Dame won't be in a conference, they'll never get a bye. They could still host a first-round game if they're high enough seed. Uh, but I think they'll live with that, not getting the bye, to stay independent, take that money that they're going to get, uh, and, and move on. So, yes, this was the big question. Would, and, and, and I'll continue to say, if they were to go in a conference, it would be the Big Ten. And that's where all their teams, it would be a lot easier travel for their other teams to be in the Big Ten. But this is a reason they're staying independent, and I completely agree with it. And there'll be all the Notre Dame haters out there still throwing darts at them. Throw away. Throw the darts away. They're in a better position to be where they are right now. And this is where they are going to stay. The thing that shocked me, Mike, was five years after I graduated is when this TV deal started. I had no idea that it was in their 33rd year. And this deal runs, I think, through 2029, I believe. Yeah, it does. Um, So, I mean, it's going to be pushing 40 years on this deal. I I did not think it was that long, but 
Um, I, I am all for it. I've said if they can stay independent, stay independent. And this is one of the ways they will. And it's exactly what they're going to do. Yep, they did it. I think the biggest ripple effect you mentioned uh, for conferences was the ACC always thinking that they might be able to pull this off. And for right. a conference that's seen some angst from Florida State and Clemson and some of the bigger brands about their future, Notre Dame represents an incredibly stabilizing force. Every time I go on and do interviews with ACC people, they're always extra mad because they understand if Notre Dame were to just join their conference, all of a sudden they might be in position to be one of the ones that survives. But instead, they've got to sit around now kind of wondering if they're going to be next a la the Pac-12 or if they're going to be able to continue to hold this together so there's some angst there for Notre Dame overall dad this season does it feel like a success to you for Notre Dame this season we reflected a little Uh, bit on that the other day I went into this season and I said when I was asked what a successful Notre Dame season would look like I said it was resetting the floor are you going out and beating the teams that you're supposed to and Notre Dame did that this season they've still got Stanford on deck and have to go on the road and do that but the teams they've lost to this year, Ohio State, one of the top teams in the country, Louisville, a team that's getting ready to play in the ACC championship right now, and then a Clemson team who just beat North Carolina again this weekend and reminded you their talent is still better than I think what their record indicates. I still think it was a successful season, Dad. It just feels bad because we got back to that feeling, and this is where Notre Dame fans had been at the end of Brian Kelly's area. We were winning those games, and we wanted to get over the hump of the next one. I think when we take a step back and look at this season, it sucks because we had Sam Hartman, and it felt like such a golden opportunity with a quarterback of that caliber to make it happen that we ignored the youth in some important areas on this roster but I still do think this was an important year in terms of rebuilding the consistency in the areas I wanted to see that did come to fruition this year for Marcus Freeman in just year two yeah I thought it would be two losses this year and it'll be ended up being three as long as they take care of business in Stanford I think the word I would use for them Mike even with three losses and you know a lot of wins is they were a bit inconsistent at times. And, and, and I think that cost them. Um, so, yeah, the, l- listen, the Louisville one, Louisville's better than we thought, right? No doubt about it. The Clemson one, I thought they were going to get by there, and that was just a, a bad game. Congrats to Clemson on that one. So, yes, overall, beating the teams they should beat, I think it was successful. And what I like going forward is Marcus's recruiting ability and some of the recruits we have coming in to really get through his first full class. And hopefully holding on to Al Golden, Notre Dame's defensive coordinator, who's getting some looks now. Al, please stay! The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 
All right, around the holidays, you tend to have a lot of different parts of your family or friend groups meeting here. And so this seems long overdue to have my work family here at Gojo and Golik meet my work family from the road where I call games for college football Saturday night on radio for Learfield with Chris Hassel, who's the play-by-play in our booth well, there, the co-host of Two Guys Named Chris, a great podcast covering all things Iowa and Iowa State athletics, and also does a great job working over at CBS Sports. But you guys might know Chris after yesterday from a video that broke the brains of people on the internet. Chris and I were at Iowa State for the Texas game this past weekend. And Chris, in his you know career along the media, at one point cut his teeth in local television in Iowa and got approached by a, for, a current member of the local news outlet from there that had some questions for Chris. And this is the video that divided the internet Nathan Nation yesterday involving one Chris Hassel. Look at this. Hey, Chris, Chris, Chris. Hey, good hey. to see you, man. How yeah. you doing? How are you doing? Hey, quick question for you. Yeah, sure. Anything you want to say to uh, Keith and Andy? Who? Uh, Keith Murphy, uh, Andy Fails. Uh, no, man, I don't, I don't do uh, local media anymore. No. Oh. And next time, ask before you put that camera in my face. <laughs> Chris? Chris Hassel joining us now. Chris, were you at all surprised by the reaction to this video yesterday? Yes, absolutely surprised. I didn't think that many people would fall for it and interact with it. And I didn't think it would go, like, national. I thought this would just be a bit for the folks in Des Moines and throughout the state of Iowa who know me and know that it's a bit and know those guys – Keith Murphy and Andy Fails, who are two of my best friends and my two mentors in this business. But then, of course, you retweet it, and then all the people who follow you are like, who the hell is this SOB? Who does he think he is? I don't even know who he is. Well, listen, I, Chris, as soon as I saw it, now, I, I thought, I said, this is a little too good to be off the cuff. I thought maybe it was scripted, but I still wasn't sure because I had not met you before. I immediately text Mike and I said, Mike, is is this real? Because if it's real, man, you, your boy's going to get smoked, you know, on, on social media. And Mike's like, no, 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 it was a skit. I said, okay, all right. Then it was a, Chris, it was a well-played skit. Well, I, I appreciate that. I think I got in the wrong business. I probably should have gone the acting route instead of the sports casting route. I'd probably be making more money right now. But uh, I, I do have a history of doing stuff like that. And that's kind of where that's where it all started was Des Moines. And that skit that we did was for their show called Sound Off, which is a Sunday nights after Sunday night football. So it's late night. And I kind of got my start in the business in my mid-20s doing skits on this sports pop culture show and being characters and just doing fun stuff like that and so the the people there know that i you know that's that's what they know me for they know me more for that than for you know being a sportscaster or doing play-by-play they they think i'm the goofy guy so so that was for them and then gojo of course gojo you played you played it up perfectly on online saying that you should have heard what he said off camera and I don't know if you could hear Golik in the background of that. I mean, he was right. I was talking to him as the camera yeah. came up and Junior let out a, you know, one of his famous laughs right afterwards. Yeah. And I said, because we, we did like 10 takes of this. And, and the photographer, Mark Freund, didn't want to use that one because he broke right after I <laughs> dropped the F-bomb and turned around. 
And so we recorded a bunch after that, and they just weren't as good. And the only one where Golik like did his did his actual you know his his, his famous laugh was that one. So I was like, we got to use that one. I don't care. I don't care how fast we both break. Because if that if that video goes one more second, you'll see me break in laughter, and then the cameraman break in laughter and stop recording. It was incredible. It was like an SNL sketch the entire way. Sketch the entire way. You're absolutely right. Where all of us are just right on the edge of breaking character for the entirety of this time. So we are here to dispel Chris Hassel, ardent supporter of local media yeah. here. Chris Hassel, yeah. all around great guy. <laughs> Certainly not someone going out here and shouting down local media cameramen. If there was anyone out here that still believed this after that entire run, and so Chris, is there anything else that you want to get out there into the universe on that front? before we can put this ugly incident aside for I, us here i thought about leaning into it and like joining you guys from outside in front of the palm trees with sunglasses on and, and saying like well you guys get it i mean senior you you've been in national media for 30 years there comes a point where you don't want to talk to these local peons anymore <laughs> they don't they don't deserve your time but i figured that might be a little bit too much Oh, so good, well, though. Un it was unfortunately, yeah. you just gave us the perfect soundbite there to clip out of context and put out there as Chris yep. Hassel's response to this yeah, entire right. incident <laughs> is, Mike Golick Sr., you get it. We don't have to associate with these losers anymore. Let's get on with it. But uh, cooler heads prevailing. Uh, Chris, while we've got you here on the actual college football front, we've got the college football playoff rankings coming out again tonight. You and I were on the call for a really good game between Iowa State and Texas this weekend. You and I have covered Texas twice this year, first at the Alabama game that kind of put them on the map. From what you saw, as we're going to get ready to see the rankings come out again tonight, does Texas look like a team that not only can make the college football playoff, but actually win a game once they get there? I mean, we saw them go into Alabama and beat Alabama. And I know it was week two. It was early in the season. Alabama's playing better football now than they were then. But starting to hear these you know, talking heads say, well, if they played today, Alabama would win. So Alabama should jump Texas if they end up beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. I mean, at some point, the games have to matter, don't they? I, I feel like if Texas wins out, they should stay ahead of Alabama because we saw that game firsthand. They went blow for blow with Alabama and then ended up winning by double digits at Alabama in that game. They have... They have proven that they are a legit playoff contender, and I think if they win out, they should have a chance to go to the college football playoff. I mean, it, the, the pass catchers that they have are, are among the best that we've seen all season, maybe the best, and the two defensive tackles are just incredible. They swung that game against Iowa State. I just, at, at some point, you know, a lot of people will use the argument, well, we're trying to get the four best teams. Well, it's also partially the four most deserving teams and the four teams that showed it on the field. So, like, Florida State, if they go unbeaten, in my opinion, there's no way they should be jumped by anybody that has one right. loss. Same with Washington. And Texas, I'm keeping them ahead of Alabama as long as they keep winning because we saw that game firsthand. 
thousand percent agree on Florida State. Even though losing their quarterback, they should be in. We only have about a, a minute left. You guys covered six of the top ten teams. Your guys' schedule was incredible. I'm glad Kate Scott and I two years ago could pave yeah. the way for you guys. Are you jealous? Great games. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Between you guys and Tom Bowman, who runs the whole show there. My God, you guys going to great game after great game. Georgia, in your mind, in the short time we have left, are they are they undoubtedly the best team, or are, is there a cluster? Man, I we saw Georgia twice. They looked really good. Nobody's beaten them. I was actually the, the one of the most impressive teams I've seen. Maybe the most is Oregon. We saw Oregon at Washington earlier this season. Oregon should have won that game. They 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 should have. They outplayed Washington, and that's why they're the favorite to win the Pac-12 right now, even though they have that loss. I, I think Oregon might have a chance to 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 not only get in the playoffs but make a serious case to be the top team in the country. But to your question, until somebody beats Georgia, I think you got to keep them number one. Yep, uh, I would I would tend to agree there. We could have a Georgia versus the field conversation that could be pretty interesting at this point, but uh, going to be uh, left to battle it out on the field, and that's the beautiful part about all this. We got the game coming up this weekend, Ohio State and Michigan. I'm sure Lou Holtz will have a lot to say about that one when it comes to his uh-huh. counterpart, Ryan Day. Are they going to be physical enough at the point of attack? Is Ohio <laughs> State going to put away their pants and finally man up against Michigan? Don't give me this stuff about Jim Harbaugh stealing sides. That means nothing. I tell you, they got to be more physical than Michigan or they're going home with their tail between their legs again. That's wow. the only preview you need. Chris Hassel as Lou Holtz, ladies and gentlemen, undefeated, untied. Chris, wow. thanks. I'll see you this weekend as we call the Apple Cup Washington and Washington State that mercifully got extended as well this season. All right, welcome back. Time to finish off the show with this, that, and third. As always, three quick stories to send you off on in the rest of your day. Uh, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us, leave us that five-star rating, and check us out live Monday through Friday from 8 to 10, 10 a.m. Eastern on DraftKingsNetwork.com, the DraftKings YouTube channel, Samsung TV+, Plus, Roku, and more. And if you miss any of it, like our great guests, shout-out to my buddy Chris Hassel, play-by-play for Learfield College Football Saturday nights, two, co-host of Two Guys Named Chris, wherever you get your podcast covering Iowa athletics, Iowa State athletics, and over on CBS Sports. You can check out that interview and the rest of the show wherever you get your podcast, as well as right here on YouTube as soon as we finish up with this show. We will get to the story. We rarely, in sports media, we're wrong a lot. But when we're right, we really like to celebrate the wins right now. And we got one of our biggest wins in recent memory that we will hold up and make sure you guys hear about. After you hear about our friends at Wrangler, they are a big supporter of us here at the show, which means you need to support them. Wrangler's got jeans, shirts, and jackets made for the ride of life, so you can be ready for those cooler days and longer nights in styles that are going to keep you warm, comfortable, moving, and looking great no matter where you are. You can wear Wrangler jeans literally anywhere, at work, out at night, playing a pickup game, with your friends or at home watching the game on TV. They're that comfortable and that durable. For my money, the perfect Thanksgiving wearables there. Good for the table. Good to flex and unbutton after you finish the meal. Good to go play the touch game in the yard. It's all deadly. There's Wrangler for every occasion. Casual tees, snap and button ups, or layer them together. Get the best of both worlds and make sure you don't forget about the iconic Wrangler jackets. When the weather starts to chill and you gotta venture outside, Wrangler is gonna keep you ready for anything. So add some Wrangler to your get up 
with jean shirts and jackets that look great, fit great, and move great, so you're always ready for whatever life throws at you. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order when you use promo code GOJO15. That's G-O-J-O-1-5. Wrangler for the ride of life. Guys, let's get to this, that, and the third and start off with this. I love a good hot dog cannon. I love a good t-shirt gun. One of my dreams was to get to fire a t-shirt gun and shout out to the Hartford Yard Goats for letting me yep. do it. I have now upgraded those dreams to getting to launch a hot dog cannon. And Drake University brought out their hot dog cannon with the intention of going and making days and making lives. And instead, what they got was the ultimate fail that we're going to watch right here. It just loading up the hot dog. Here we go. Everybody back up. Cover your eyes. Boom. And it womp just womp. Do you see the little For those in the podcast audience, it shot about 4 feet in front. And it's a the gun, Jesse, is a giant hot dog in and of itself. It it's a hot dog launching hot dogs. It's essentially giving birth to a projectile and it couldn't launch it but more than 4 feet. 4 feet is generous. That came right yeah. I mean it 4 feet is really generous. It looks like it was we're talking inches at best. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, because I'm with you as far as a t-shirt cannon and here firing out hot dogs. Very, very cool. You were waiting for that sucker to go up into the second deck. And it went, I, I agree more with Jesse, about four or five inches. That was it. And just want wad right down on the ground. So big time malfunction. It's a shame because I'm sure there were a lot of hungry people looking for a free dog. Sure, the hot dog cannon guy was like, "This never happens. It usually, it's usually not like this. Yeah. I apologize. Like this usually never happens to me." I will say, it's gotten well a done. chance to make or break a lot of lives because I remember as a kid going to football games at Notre Dame Stadium, and after touchdowns, the cheerleaders would throw hot dogs into the stands, and they're wrapped in the tin foil, so they can get a pretty good bit of arm action on those things. And I caught the hot dog and ate it, and I've been in love with tube meat ever since. I love a good hot dog. You don't even need to dress it up, and it's all because the Notre Dame Stadium hot dogs were so good when I was a kid. Yeah, hot dogs yeah. are amazing. I mean, don't try to figure out what is, you know, in them, but... I, I agree. Nice. Yeah, don't do it. I, I will choose a brat over a hot dog. I will go brat. Yeah, and, oh, and 100% I like them burnt. of the time. Yeah, 100%. yeah and I like them kind of uh, to the burnt side uh, as well. That's why I love doing a game uh, with the Packers because that's oh. halftime. Man, they're brats. Brought on a pretzel awesome. bun will change your life. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Shiver there me you go. Xerxes. That's wow. Just, oh, I'm hungry I will right say, now. too, wow. by the way, you're not a bad guy if you just put ketchup on a hot dog. I know people try no. and act like that's baby stuff. No. It's not. If you want to dress your hot dog with ketchup, do it. I do it all the time. Boom. Don't let yep. big mustard get their claws into you. It's yeah. ridiculous. I agree. Um, I agree. Speaking of not falling for the old okie doke. Jesse, mm -hmm. this is our moment to celebrate being right here. Snoop Dogg came out and tried to sell us on the fact that he was giving up smoke, and we saw through this right from the jump. Yeah, he said he was giving up smoke, and we said, there's no way, it's a marketing ploy, we know that it is. So he releases his statement, says he's giving up smoke, and then this comes out. I'm done with smoke. I'm going smokeless with solo stove. Hashtag oh. ad. So it was an ad, we, we called it, it was gonna be an ad. What I will say is we didn't realize it would be for something like a solo stove. I mean, we thought it was gonna be for an edible line or something still yep. to do with weed, but it, yep. it wasn't. 
Yeah, this one, this one got surprised me a little bit. It was just, yeah, this nice. He's sitting out, you know. They, they just show him close about giving up smoke, and then pan out, and there's this nice little smokeless fireplace, yeah. you know, burning in front of him. Very cool thing, by the way. But yeah, I thought it was going to be edibles because there's no way he was giving up smoking. That that just wasn't going to happen. So we saw through it. But good marketing ploy for a guy that we said three decades has been incredibly relevant. Some people didn't see through it though, Gojo. I was going to say, Meek Mill and a bunch of people actually said they were going to give up smoking weed in solidarity with Snoop Dogg, started talking about potential like health benefits for their lungs and stuff, or just general wellness. Like Snoop Dogg is a weed influencer. He changed yeah. the course of a lot of people's lives for an ad right here, Dad. This makes me think of the, sto- the line in Christmas Story when you've got Ralphie going and collecting the thing with his uh, decoder ring, and then all of a sudden yep. he sees that it's an ad at the end of it yep. and is disgusted. I wonder how the people that have followed Snoop Dogg for so long felt about this. Maybe this is a betrayal to them. Well, how do they feel if they publicly said they were going to give up smoking? They got suckered in. I mean, then then you got to just look in the mirror and say, how do you get suckered into this? You know, just by one tweet by Snoop and all of a sudden you're giving up smoking marijuana. Come on. That's on you, man. That ain't on Snoop. That's just good damn marketing by Snoop's side. Apparently. Well, we were not naive enough to fall for it. No, we were not. You can always trust us to see through the noise and give you the truth Mm -hmm. on this show. We promise you that much. Jesse, let's get to the third here. We've talked so (laughs) much about Jim Harbaugh and sign stealing that I never realized we needed to be prepared for Jim Harbaugh and joke stealing. Yeah, line. it's not sign stealing. It's line stealing. Um, So Mm. he's, he's not coaching Saturday against Ohio State, but he says the Wolverines locker room is as cohesive as ever. And then he started borrowing from Ted Lasso. That's how I'll say it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Ted Lasso show. You know, um, believe. And what comes out of that is believe. And I'm just so proud, just so proud of our team. Despite that noise, our locker room's in one piece. And uh, you know, like Ted, for me, locker rooms, a lot like my mom's bathing suits. Like to see him in one piece. <laughs> mm. So you know what I'll say is context mm. matters in these. The clip that I saw was just the clip of the mom one piece bathing suit joke, which obviously for Ted Lasso fans is something we all heard Ted say. But hearing him on the front end talk about Ted Lasso and believe that feels like Dad he cited his source enough for me to give him a pass on this and say that this wasn't outright theft. Listen, I have no problem with him going down this road. How many other people have used a Ted Lasso line somewhere? Give me a break. I mean, I have no problem if you want to if you want to incorporate that into your. But I talk. thought he was trying to pass it off as his own joke. Here, he was clearly leaning into the lasso of it all. Like, just yes. see what I'm talking Ted about. Ted Lasso. He just was yeah. like, yeah, he wasn't trying to steal. I'm with you now. All of a sudden, the whole you know it's how I want to see my mom's bathing suit one piece is a little you know. I'm sure for those who haven't seen that out of Ted Lasso were a little, hmm, okay. Yeah, whoa. How is that hitting? Yeah. I mean, they could probably all understand and empathize with that. I feel like that's a pretty universal human condition. Is that what you feel about your mother? Oh, God. Be careful what you say next. It is the week of I, Thanksgiving. I have no opinions on this matter uh-huh. other than I understand the that's line best. to be funny for what it is here. I think that's best. To You're have trying no to paint opinions. me into a corner right now on Thanksgiving. Who the hell do you think you are? I mean, you I don't did. Really know it's if you a got good out of thing. That well. It's a good thing you're not going to Arizona because you called your sister a coward. So you called your your sister a coward, and and you really 
didn't just come out and say, my mother could wear any bathing suit she wants. She would look great in it. You didn't well, go down I'm, that I'm road. I'm not disputing that she would look great. Oh, I'm saying nobody wants to see their it. mom in a two-piece right. bathing suit. I feel like I'm not right. alone in this. I got a feeling in about 15 seconds of this Did show you want to you see your make... mom in a two-piece bathing suit? Drop Were the you cool with that? Nobody Drop talking about me. Drop the bikini pick. Drop the you bikini You better make a phone pick. call when this show's over. You better make a phone call. Hello, mom. Sorry. What, what weirdo wants to see their mom in a bikini? Freak. <laughs>